0: welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. I am back from America and we're here to talk all things NFL as week eight commenced last night. I am as ever your host Andy and I'm this week joined by returning guest with me today is Buffalo Bills fan Charlie. Charlie how are you?
1: Yeah very well. I'm happy now that we, uh, we got another win under our belts and uh, started to settle down a little bit um, but the Best news I've heard is that I think you're now a fully paid-up member of Bill's Mafia. Is this right, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I had a great time in
0: the tailgate. I mean, um, I the last time it came on, it was the day of the game or well, the day before the game. Uh, Sky came on to read to to preview Week eight, Week Eight, and um, yeah, I mean that what an experience that was. I mean, it's um, got the whole experience. Um, now, obviously, fam- the famous Kenny who does the must've been catcher thing. I met Elvis, who's um another famous famous figure in the Buffalo Bill Mafia sort of tailgate experience. So, you know, got to see, anyone who saw my social media, my TikTok, uh, do check out Ali Talks NFL. Um, I got to see the likes of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andrew Whitworth uh, drinking beer out of bowling balls and toot some horns afterwards. Um, saw pizzas being cooked on filing cabinets and food being cooked on cars, ironing boards, all sorts. So it was. A long day. I was there from about you know half ten in the morning until the game started at eight. But it was so good and it absolutely flew by. I mean, shout out to David. who's come on the podcast before. Uh He let me. I stayed at his house. He's very good host and you know, she took me there back to the game. We um, tailgated in his spot all day, so we got to you know play a bit of cornhole, obviously eat some food, and yeah, to think a little bell where he rings it and people have to do shots. So, um, yeah, I got the full experience. I even got to see one person jump off the table. I mean, it's banned from the, where we were, the lot we were in, but still got to see it. I think they did it, so, you know, without while without, well, well, security It's like, you know, when you're younger, when you try and bomb in a swimming pool and lifeguard's not looking, it felt a bit like that. The was, uh, man wasn't there. you was, like straight to the table, we're jumping on it. But, um, I mean, yeah, that was some experience. And, of course, you you go to a lot of Bills games and you you know full well about the um, the
1: Bills Mafia targeting experience. Yeah, there's nothing quite like it. I don't think there's anything quite like it in any sport, to be honest. Um, Certainly not in our in our soccer. There's nothing that compares. And um, I've been to many tailgates in the US and I don't see anything close to what uh, (laughs) Bill's Mafia tailgate really is. Um, It's a it's a great it's just a great weekend. I mean, I think you also got some bills, uh, Buffalo food as well as so while you're in Buffalo, um, which, uh, you know, is perhaps an underrated part of the uh, the Buffalo experience. It's, um, it's a much cooler place than people perhaps uh, would imagine. And um, people are really friendly. And, you know, even you as a Dolphins fan being able to Walk in and 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 be treated well and and be welcomed. It's not like an affiliate or something like that. I guess <laughs> some <laughs> some phone <fun> groups. <laughs> um, you know, people are really really welcoming. And you know, as like you say, I've been to you know, several games now, and I know quite a few people there. And I always am blown away by the experience. And even the area of of Orchard Park around the stadium. If you walk around a little bit, you'll see houses that are decorated in in Bill Zubaz paint. You'll see. um, Mailboxes uh, done in Bill's colors. You'll see Winnebagos, Derek, <laughs> just painted out in Bill's colors. It's 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 a uh, it's quite an experience, um, and uh, yeah, something you don't forget. But I mean, how does it compare? I mean, you've been to uh, more games than I have. You've been all over the US and been to what I think all the stadiums now, or pretty much close to that. I oh, mean, have soon. you yeah. seen anything? Have you seen anything similar uh, anywhere else? I mean, if I'm honest, no. Um, I mean, if I'm honest,
0: I'm not done the most tailgating in the world because often it's been a case where you're on your own and yeah you can yeah, you don't know anybody yeah yeah and it's like yeah i'm as a, sometimes i've been allowed to join in like tailgate in mean, cincinnati i did that uh other ones as well but i found that especially when you don't do anyone it's that sort of thing where you know everyone's got their own in jokes everyone's got everyone sort of knows each other and you're sort of there it's that it's that you know as nice as people are when they do let you in it's that thing about you know that small talk and you know and stuff like that and it's yeah and i think as well you know, someone who doesn't drink as well that probably doesn't add to the experience as much. But you know, I've done. I want to say I did. I actually I did a Washington Commanders tailgate on Sunday just gone. That was really good. You know, I've done. Um, I've, I've walked past a few. So I've walked through the Philadelphia one. That was probably the only one that probably compares to it. Uh, I've done the LA SoFi Stage and tailgate walk through that. Tried to find a mammy one, but I got completely lost trying to find my uh, my friends. But um, yeah. So I've not done many, but this is by far the craziest, and I think it's not even close. I mean, before that, I probably told you, probably the Cincinnati one was probably the best I've been to, but I think having gone to this build, Mafia tailgate, I think nothing will compare, um, as you say, to any sport. I mean, yeah. no we are than the news we get in the uk to tailgating is people meet in the pub for full english
1: before the game it's um yeah not quite the it's same just, but basically. it just isn't and um i mean i love it I, I i was privileged to be able to take a couple of people last time i was at the um bill's miami game earlier in the season and i took a couple of brits who had never been to see the bills in person before but were sort of long-standing bills fans and they just couldn't couldn't get over it you know it's just it was mind-blowing and they had some of one of the best days of their lives i mean i think it's people are always really welcoming it's very easy to meet people in buffalo um i think people are always happy that and kind of amazed that someone from england would have any interest in a, in a team as small as the bills I mean many people in the us don't even know where buffalo is um so the fact that we have that interest um is, is pretty incredible. If in actually I've got a little story for you which 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 will um I think maybe for your uh, your viewers will find interesting. Uh, last time I was in Buffalo when I flew from Chicago to Buffalo on a Friday night and I always love flying to Buffalo on a Friday night because everyone on the plane is always Bill's Mafia right so everyone's wearing Bill's gear everyone's going to the game and as you're walking up the aisle of the plane everyone's saying go Bill's go Bill's go Bill's as you're uh, as you're walking on the plane and I sit down to this lady and her daughter who were going to the, the lady was from Buffalo lived in Chicago when she was taking her daughter for her first ever game so we started getting chatting about the fact that I was from England the fact that we had a London Bill's backers uh, community here and she was just blown away by this and I showed her a picture of our, of our pub in London where full of Bill's fans and she said, would you mind if I took a picture of your picture? There's a lady I'd love to send this to that um, would be fascinated by the fact there's a, a London Bills backers group. So I said, sure, of course. And had a nice chat yeah. and um, said said goodbye once uh, she was getting off the plane and enjoy the game. I think nothing more of it. And then a baggage in Buffalo Airport. And this old lady, not the lady I was standing still on the plane, some other old Lady comes comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder and says, Excuse me, I hear you're from England and you're part of a backers community in London. I said, Yeah, how do you know? And she had the picture on her phone that I'd sent to this other lady from the plane. And she started asking me questions about it. Someone's doing well into her 70s, if not older. And then she said, said, Of course, it all started with my uncle, you realize. Um, My uncle's Ralph Wilson, founder of the Bills in 1960. And this was Ralph Wilson's niece who was the aunt of the lady i was standing next to on the plane and she was picking her up from the airport Wow! and this lady actually was a bill's executive for something like 20 years a lady called mary owen Um, and it blew me away (laughs) that's how small a place the buffalo is you know you you hear about a guy from england (laughs) coming in and they rally to it
0: (laughs) yeah that's an amazing story i mean it's i even met a guy you know nick um who actually he told me a story about how he actually Moved to Buffalo because of the Bills. I mean, he said he moved. I think 2011 he moved to Buffalo. Yeah, you know, he got engaged <laughs> yeah. with his wife uh, from from the UK, but they got engaged in Buffalo. And yeah, he just moved up sticks, and moved to Buffalo, and he works in Buffalo now. It's yeah, incredible story because, as you say, it's not a big tourist destination. It's not in New York. It's not in Miami. It's not a you know It's not an LA. LA it's yeah. not. It's not somewhere you think of. our oh, – people who have these dreams. When I certainly when I was young I had a dream of living in America. No one ever I don't think ever would have Buffalo as that place. But as you say, I was generally amazed how nice the place it was because all I hear about is it's a small town, they're so only good because that's all they've got. They've got nothing else but the bills. When you get there, I mean the food is incredible. I went mean, to Bar Bill. Uh, I yeah. Tell food. us about the wings. Yeah, the wings were incredible. I mean, I didn't have the blue cheese. I did try it, but I'm not yeah. the biggest blue cheese fan. But I had the beef on Weck as well. Um yeah, that's one of my favorites. There you go. Uh, yeah. That that was really nice. And then got to, you know, I did many things. Dave drove me around. Um, he showed me actually because he used to be a driver for FedEx. He showed me he showed me Josh Allen's house. Uh he showed me Jim Kelly's house, uh Sean McDermott's old house, Brandon Bean's house. Um you know, got to see all that, got to see the downtown itself. There's a few a few lakes and parks I went to Lake Erie was one of them um yeah i i thought it was really cool and i said today that Jenny, if i had met dave somehow without being nfl fan i met him he'd take me to the bills game i'd not had any interest in the bills i would not become Bills fan because people were so nice everyone i met in with yeah. was, was so nice and you know from the city itself it was, it was beautiful the food was great and yeah the atmosphere was great and i i had a really good time and i i think that it's Definitely not as hard as maybe people would say to get there. It's literally like I got, I think it was a 40 minute flight from Washington, from Buffalo to Washington. uh, And it was only about, I can't think it was only about an hour flight from Philadelphia to to Buffalo, which was only a two hour bus away from New York. So I'm guessing you have to always change when you fly from Buffalo from the UK, but I think certainly if you're if you're if you're watching this podcast or listen to it and you're a Bills fan, or even just a fan who wants to experience Bills Mafia, then I don't think it's even that hard to get. I think it's definitely easier to get there than it would be to LA, for example, probably direct flight, but um, you know I think quicker to get to Buffalo, and I think it's um, you, can even, doubt. you can you can mix in with going to see New York play in your Giants or Jets, you can mix in with maybe seeing the Commanders or Eagles play, and I think you can definitely do it pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a variety of ways. It's only an hour flight from Chicago, an hour flight from New York, Washington, Charlotte, also good flights from Charlotte. Actually, one of the most main ways the Brits school will do is they'll fly into Toronto um, and then they'll just drive down. It's about two and a half hours or so. You just cross the Peace Bridge and, and you're right there. Um, you can just rent a car in, in, in Toronto. Um, actually I actually had a friend who actually fly, flew via Iceland and then went into Hamilton, which is well, a bit closer than... Um, than uh, Toronto as well. So there's lots of different ways to get there. It's really not that far. And actually, if you find Buffalo Airport, it's a really nice little airport um, and you're in the city. So yeah, it's a really underrated place. And once, it, once you go, it kind of gets under your skin. And I just can't wait to go back. I bet. I mean, I definitely want to go back. I said to Dave, definitely your plan is to go
0: when the stages reopen. Definitely go watch Bill's Dolphins, provided it's not around Christmas time. As long as it's like November, September, October, then I'd love to go and do that game because that would be... Because obviously everyone who was a Dolphins fan, everyone sort of had a little banter. So it would be quite nice to have that that sort of friendly banter at the game itself. Um, Buffalo Airport was a one of maybe a bit of a PTSD for me because I did drop my AirPods in Buffalo Airport. Um, thankfully, they managed to be okay. Yeah, I can't get the top back on, but I can still charge them and use them and all that. But, um, but yeah, it was quite a nice airport. I mean, uh, really easy to get through security. I don't know whether it was that Friday night where it was just quiet. But It's always like that. It's always yeah. like that.
1: It's, it's really a quiet little airport, serving Niagara Falls as well, of course. Um, but it's easy. It's really easy compared to a lot of American airports, which are, you know, you got along TSA lines and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a bad trip at all. And I'm glad you got to experience it. As I said, it's really unique. And I get asked all the time, like, where's Buffalo? You know, what's it like? And and there's, there's either preconceptions or no, no no one knows anything about it. But having been there multiple times, I just love it. And it's, uh, it gets under your skin.
0: And I found a lot of stage in that. It looked a bit from the outside, you know, like the Stoke City stadium. I don't know whether you follow Stoke or follow football. Where of course, you do. Um, you know, you know the Stoke stadium where you got the, um, the sort of like gaps after each side of the stadium. I found the bills yep. most stadiums in America are all sort of it's all like that. There's no sort of gap between each stand, but I found with the Bill stadium, it was the one I've seen where it's like that. And then obviously, it looks we go when you're from the outside, it looks like it's really small. But what I didn't realize literally until I. I was at the day of the game. Is that it actually goes underground the stadium? So the actual the field, the the, the sidelines, all the bottom few rows. Certainly who I was as well? Um they yeah. almost like fifty feet underground or something. It's um, it feels incredible. big
1: once you're in it. And, yeah, and it, it sounded loud for the game that you were at. It sounded loud. Was it a good atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, Dave told me it was better for Miami. He told me, but Miami was I insane. Know. I mean, yeah, but I think that were. The Miami game was interesting because obviously Miami were coming into that game as, you know, probably the favorites for the Super Bowl at that point they were absolutely murdering everybody and Bills fans were really up for it and I could even sense the tailgate at like 8:30 in the morning that people were really up for that game and you could just sense there was a different vibe um and by the time it was kickoff people were just bouncing and then of course the Bills got off to a start and just kept going and going but the Miami game was one of the best atmospheres I've ever heard in any stadium ever so <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. I mean for me,
0: I'd probably say it's third in my um list of apps. I think only thing is beat it is literally Philadelphia a few days before that, Eagles, Dolphins, and then the one still is you know Arrowhead, Chiefs, Raiders. That that will never be yeah. top. But um, in terms of my seat, obviously, do go check out on our YouTube channel, on our Euro Trips YouTube channel. Uh, do go and check out the vlog I did at the stage, and You can see a lot of tailgating stuff like Ryan Fitzpatrick drinking out of a, a bowling ball, and then you've got the game itself and. Yeah, obviously Alvey Lucky because I was originally in the gods and then David had us had a friend who wasn't using a season ticket next to him, so I got to sit about four or five seats from the front behind the behind the um, end zone. You know, only one touchdown was actually at our end, but you know, seeing everything happen so close was, was really, really cool, and that was cool. But the game itself, of course, the um, it was Thursday night football, uh, it was a win for the Bills uh, by 24 points to 18. Um for first half, but then the second half you seem to allow the Bucks back into it. And there was a point right at the end where they could have if Godwin used his head right, he could have easily caught flat and they could have won the game with a Hell Mary. So for you, Charlie, win's a win. Not been the best few weeks for the Bills, but what was your take on the game and
1: getting that win? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So obviously his Bill's I've just putting that Jets game aside, which was a weird game, and they had three fantastic games against uh, the Raiders, against the Commanders, and against the, the Dolphins, and then they've had three really rough games, and the, I think a lot of the people think that, you know, the Jags game in um, in London was basically because they traveled too late. They didn't they didn't get off to a warm start at all. And then there's a, one coach in the league that really knows how to, to you know, attack the Bills. That's Brian Dable. So the Giants, you can explain that. And then they just absolutely messed the bet against the Patriots. And the people are starting to really worry. Is this more of a trend? So I think there's a lot of really encouraging things on the offense to uh, feel better about. The defense is beat up. I mean, we got we lost three of our best players in 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 uh, Dequan Jones at defensive tackle and Matt Milano and and uh, of course, Trey White um, losing those three is really huge because you're leaving, losing that every three, three, every level of the, of the defense. And I think there's only so much that McDermott can do in terms of scheming up against, uh, against that, how he said that, I think what was encouraging was that the offense started to tick finally. Um, so we got Dalton Kincaid involved. We got Khalil Shakir involved. So we had four, good pass catchers who were all contributing it wasn't just the Stefan Diggs show Um, uh, throwing you know uh, relatively solid running performance and Josh using his legs a little bit more and suddenly became harder to defend against still there are some sticking points still it's not working as slick as we would like but that was the most encouraging game we'd seen in a month and so I think most of us are feeling a bit more optimistic that said, we've got the Bengals uh, coming up soon, and that's uh, you know probably the bad timing with with, um, with Joe Burrow getting his, his his ankle right. But that's going to be a really interesting game now because this AFC is an absolute bloodbath, right? <laughs> I mean, um, every, a, win, a win is a win, and I will take the win, absolutely. I think there's a limit to what we can do on defense with these injuries, but we have to get the offense ticking to the point where it's going to outscore teams. The good news is that we know that the Bills have the capability to do it. We know that Josh Allen can do it. I thought he's statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the league still. But the really encouraging thing for me is seeing the first round draft pick, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end, really getting involved, getting that yak that we want, very smooth route runner and getting Khalil Shakir involved and and meaning that defences have to adapt for a a wider range of weapons, not just Davis and Diggs. And that's a big step forward for the Bills. And hopefully that will continue.
0: Yeah. And I thought Kincaid was excellent. I mean, um, it seemed that whenever he was targeted, whenever he got the ball, he just got everything. He caught everything. And I don't know whether you, you're, you're, you've seen that famous meme of Snoop Dogg where he goes, this mother effer, don't miss. It felt like a bit like that. It was just like every time he got the ball, he just caught it. And I thought that was his real, that was probably his breakout game. I think that's the game where everyone's like, "Yep, yeah, now this is why they draft him, even with Knox there. I thought he was brilliant. And I think that hmm. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on Ken Dorsey because there's a lot of pre in the target a lot of sort of nervousness about Ken Dorsey the, the the feeling seems to be um a bit like you know back in the day where I think Damarino Marino under the Jimmy Johnson era where Jimmy Johnson appeared to be trying to move the ball away from Damarino Marino and try and run the ball more and therefore for um limits of Dan Marino's strength and it feels like with this is what I've got from the Bills Mafia after you guys watching week in week out is that obviously we are using seeing Josh Allen use his legs are a lot less and people think that that that's basically moving his biggest strength. I mean I still think his biggest strength probably is his arm strength. I think not many players can do, can hear a ball as deep and as, as fast and deep as him. But uh, what's your take on Ken Dorsey? Because it seems to be a lot of Bills fans aren't too happy with, with Ken Dorsey at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he has plan A and he doesn't adapt well to plan B, I think is one of the the things that I would say. It, it's, people forget. And they kind of look at Brian Dable with kind of rose-tinted glasses a little bit. Brian Dable was was ROC for four years, but in the first couple of years, he wasn't doing especially well. A lot of people call him Brian for Brian Dable's uh, head. I think that this this season's been a big change in scheme to go from primarily eleven personnel team to a, a twelve personnel scheme. We're um, running back into uh, two tight ends. Um, we had to sort of go back to that sort of personnel a little bit in this game because um, Dawson Knox, of course, is, is injured for... He's on an injured reserve probably for four weeks. Um, I think you've got to look at it from a statistical perspective and actually we're seeing the best running game we've had for quite a long time. We've seen a massive improvement in our offensive line. Uh, certainly the best offensive line we've had since uh, the McDermott era. Um, when are trying to integrate some new weapons, and um, and you know, Josh Allen's carrying a little bit of an injury. So I actually think if you look at it, a lot of Bills fans they only watch Bills games, right? But if you watch every team in the NFL, what you see is that there are probably seven or eight teams that have a really high ceiling and on their day they can destroy anybody. Um, but they all have weakness. You know, we've seen the 49ers lose three in a row. We've seen the, the Eagles not looking quite as good, even though they've got a good record. You know, the, the Dolphins looked incredible at times, but have also, you know, lost a, a couple of games that perhaps were, were surprises. Um, the Chiefs, you know, lost to the <laughs> the Broncos yesterday. Um, sorry, uh, two days ago. This, this is kind of crazy, right? So you start looking at these, you know, the, these these top tier teams, all of them have a flaw and the Bills have a flaw like everybody else. But I do think I see progress with Dorsey. I think he's getting better. I think the balance between run and pass is better. And I think that by the end of the season, this offense will be ticking. The, the issue I really see is on the defensive side and the ball and the injuries. Although I've just seen that we have traded for Resort Douglas from the uh, the Packers, which is uh, good news. So, yeah, as we're approaching the trade deadline, which is what, 12 minutes away. Um, so that's a really encouraging sign because obviously Trey White is out for, for the season. So, yeah, interesting times.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the deadline. There's been some trades today. I mean, this will be out probably tomorrow morning if not tonight. But as a stand, you have had some trades. Uh, Lions trading for Donovan, People Jones, so wide receiver from the Browns. Uh, probably the most surprising one, I'd say, was the Commanders giving away both Montez Sweat and also Chase Young. Chase Young being traded to the 49ers and Montez Sweat being traded to the Browns, um, which is surprising considering how bad their defence has been. They're giving away all their, their best defensive players. Um, one big one um, with the, with involving the Cardinals and the Vikings, of course, Kirk Cousins. Suffering a season ending injury in the Vikings 24-10 to win over the Packers. Uh so they've gone out and got Josh Dobbs, who was playing well for the Cardinals. And they, mm-hmm. you know, one and seven, one and eight they are now, and they appear in full Caleb Williams mode. I think Clayton Tune is the guy to be starting from now. But he's gone to the Vikings to solve their problem. And then they're, they're good form three wins in a row. So um, yeah, good for them. Uh, other ones happening, then the four nets been traded to you guys, the Bills. Um, other than that. Probably the next or biggest trade, probably the the best player being traded probably, is Leonard Williams being traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, And also things like um, Rashawn Gary's been extended by the Packers. But that's the main sort of headline trades at the moment. Obviously, more things can happen. And by the time this podcast is out, probably will be a few more that we haven't even heard of yet. Um, But moving on to further games, um, the Dallas Cowboys got back to a real get-right game with a 43-20 win over the Cowboys. Uh, Another score, Garmin, I believe he was the 1097th unique score in NFL history. Um, Will Levis scored four touchdowns on his NFL debut uh, with a 28-23 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, The New Orleans Saints beat the Colts 38-27. The Dolphins beat the Patriots 31-17. And the Jets beat the Giants by 13-10 in overtime. And other game at 6pm or 5pm this week for us with the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Steelers 20-10. And the Eagles beat the Commanders 38-31. Um, I will go that on the, in a minute. Uh, apart from that, Panthers beat the Texans 15-13. Seahawks beat the Browns 24-20. The Broncos beat the Chiefs 24-9. The Ravens beat the Cardinals 31-24. The Bengals beat the 49ers 31-17, to which is their fourth lot of third loss in a row. And the Chargers uh, beat the Bears 30-13. to And last night, the Raiders lost to the Lions 26-14. But two final talking points. First one um, is about um, the A.C. East. Now, Dolphins won. Uh, they moved to six and two. Joint, joint well, second, but joint, same out wins as the Chiefs in that number one A.C. spot. But the Bills aren't far behind, five wins. But the Jets, they're winning games. They're winning games. They've won their four and three. And Zach Wilson has got five touchdowns, five picks. Uh, the the running game isn't doing isn't doing anything great in terms of their position amongst the rest of the league. But that defence is scary. And just for you, Charlie, just how worried you the fact that firstly, Aaron Rodgers is back dropping passes uh, in, and warming up, looking like he had not had any sort of achilles injury eight weeks ago. The fact that they're winning games, playing this badly, does that worry you in terms of not just this year, but next year when they get Rodgers back, um, that they could be
1: literally a team to watch? Yes, good question. I'm, I'm not as worried about Rodgers as some people. Um, I mean, the guy's not getting any younger. Um, it's harder and harder to recover from an injury like that, uh, the older you get. we see this time and time again in the league. Um, the older you get, it's just that recovery time is just it's longer. You know, we're seeing that the Von Villa is taking a while to get back. Um, I just think that Rogers has only got a limited amount of time left in him. Um I mean that, that Jets defense is incredible and it and it has our number, let's be clear. <laughs> it's it's really uh you know, it's really got a hex over the Bills. Um to me really fascinating Jets game is not too far away for the bills. The second one would be interesting to see how they adapt to that, that first game, which they really should have won. Um, I do believe you can get it. You can get it. Zach Wilson, um, I don't think he's uh, he's anything like a top tier quarterback. In fact, I think he's lucky to be st- you know got a starting position in the league at the moment. But yeah, I'm not I'm not super worried. I think the Dolphins will be the primary competitors um, in the long term. I think that we're seeing this this offense really tick at times this year. Or else, yeah, like everybody else, there's a floor there somewhere. But um, I think in terms of dominant offenses, they're the team that worry me. They're the ones that are going to be competing for the AFC East. Big weekend coming up, of course, with the Chiefs and the Dolphins playing in Germany, um, which. Which is one of those teams are going to lose, uh, which is potentially in the Bills' favor as long as they can do something against the Bengals, which I'm not necessarily optimistic about. But yeah, the SAFC is a bloodbath, right? And uh, I think that you know we can see the way that it's playing out. The only team I feel actually confident about being, um, you know, at home in the playoffs is probably the Jags right now. <laughs> um, they're the one where they have a, a pretty straightforward division, whereas us, the Dolphins, um, the Chiefs now are looking a little bit wobbly it's gonna be I actually think Miami will beat the chiefs in in Germany um oh, they don't to yeah. death um
0: it's a good thing I'm not going but um because I'm normally I'm normally that kid to death at games but um I don't know at the back of a loss I just think that it's going to be the worst time to play like when you played the Eagles uh, last
1: weekend you know playing no yeah, them. Mine's loss. are sick though right it wasn't a normal normal game. He was sick, and the question is, does he get back to full fitness and have to, have to travel? That's not great. We've all had a bit of flu in the past, and then you get on a long-haul flight, and then you've got to perform at the highest level in a different time zone. I don't know. These margins are fine in the NFL, um, and I think that uh, that's going to swing it a little bit into the Dolphins' favor. That's my my guess. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I'm fascinated to watch it because I think that uh, Chiefs' defense is is, is decent normally. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle the Dolphins, but I don't know. The AFC is a, it's a bloodbath, and um, I think it's great I mean any given Sunday right <laughs> we genuinely don't know <laughs> it, it's incredible I was
0: looking at it actually you know for those who don't know I've just started a new role with give me sport and I was writing an article today and I was looking at the AFC playoff picture and it's just one win between the seventh seed the sorry the sixth seed and the 15th seed in the AFC so Pittsburgh Steelers have to seed, they're on four and three and I forget who the team was 15th but they're on uh three and four so um, you know, incredible that you know the, the NFC there's two wins between first and second in the NFC. So to have just one win between sixth and fifteenth is just incredible. I think the Patriots are the are the team that are far worse than everyone else right now in that in that conference. But um it really Can is they still a, be yeah. us. <laughs> yes. <Sorry. laughs> that that Eight was times. incredible. Good good old Mike Gasicki. Um but it's just that legit anyone could be anyone. And I think Jenny, you could probably, with how much I think that league cannibalized itself, you could probably make the playoffs on eight, nine wins uh, as a World card team. You could even maybe even win a division on nine wins, I think, at this point. It's um I think the AFC, I think I find it harder both te- I think both teams could get double wins, but I think you could easily see it'd be like a nine and two, nine and eight teams win win that division. But yeah, it's certainly exciting times. I think that's what that's what we love, how good the NFL is in terms of that parity. Um and I think you know anyone can beat anyone and no one thought the Broncos would beat the Chiefs, even when Mahomes was was rumored, rumored to be sick. He thought, oh they'll beat the Chiefs, they'll find a way. But
1: they and they... Chiefs well, haven't been really ticking this year, in my opinion. I mean, if you look at who Mahomes is throwing to, he's got Travis Kelsey and then who else? Um it's not it's not the quality of the Dolphins receiver group, it's not the quality of the Bills receiver group, or certainly not the Bengals receiver group. Um so what we've seen, I think, is the is the pack rising and the, and the Chiefs just dropping down. I think this is a, a tough year for the the Chiefs, and I'm I I'm not I'm not massively optimistic. I mean, on their day, they can beat anybody because they have got Patrick Mahomes. But I think over the course of the season, they may start to uh, yeah, we might start to see a few cracks. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of cracks, all I've been told the whole time
0: in my what, five ten years um doing podcast or well, five ten years being an NFL fan. My last year being a podcast is that. Don't go FedEx Field. There's cracks in the stadium; it's falling apart. <laughs> Who the hell said this? Because when I went out on Sunday, I thought it's an incredible stadium. I I think it's definitely. It's, I go in there thinking, right, I probably put the, the Panther Stadium out the worst I've been to, so it's got to compete with that. But I wouldn't even put it in in my worst five. I genuinely wouldn't. I thought it was incredible, and people telling me, and it was pretty much I think two thirds full. um Atmosphere, you know, I've had better atmosphere. Don't get it wrong, but the atmosphere was good. I and obviously, that was probably because of the Eagles fans, but I just felt like it was it was a good experience. Now I'm fully aware that maybe it was just a one-off, maybe it's not always like that. But I thought it was you know, easy well, easy-ish to get to. I did get a lift, but you can get by subway no problem. Oh, it's, it's
1: it's 20 minutes from the um from the from the subway station. It's it's yeah. easy. Yeah, so... I did it earlier in the season. I mean, I think that Americans have this expectation of stadiums, you know, especially the newer stadiums, the ones like SoFi or uh, Levi's, of these sort of highly polished Um, stadiums where there's lots of great uh, concessions right behind the stands and as Brits we're not really used to that, we're used to kind of concrete um, you know, I mean I've been I was watching our soccer back in the 80s and once you've been to, I don't know, Stockport County, um, Edgeley Park, you you just you, you, you know what your expectation is from stadiums is a little different. I thought it was fine. I mean, it's old, um, sure. Like The Bills stadium is also old and a little bit crumbly, but it has character. And I think in the right t- circumstances it can generate a decent atmosphere. I mean, it's big. I would say it's a pretty big stadium, Washington. The thing that I found was kind of nuts is that when the Bills played Washington earlier in the season, I think they were 2-0, I think. Yeah, it was week three. So The Washington were on uh, you know, on an upward swing, and there was 35,000, 40,000 Bills fans in there, and uh, uh, it sounded like a Bills home game. Um, I think there's a lot of people in that sort of greater Washington area where they're all from somewhere else, and I just don't know how committed that fan base is, you know, really. Um, and you said it was like, what, two-thirds full? They've just traded Young and young sweat i mean they're obviously in a situation where they're kind of all right we say we give up um this season already pretty depressing for washington fans but i mean it seems like a new stadium is on the horizon but yeah i agree it's not that bad i mean i even got a free beer out of it because the uh, the till didn't work so they gave me a free beer and a free oh, present amazing. so um, yeah <laughs> so it was good but um yeah it's i don't know why what are you really there to appreciate the stadium? No, you're there for the football. you're there for the people i mean that's 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 what taps grabs my attention. It's not the stadium um I mean some stadiums are louder i've I've been to some people criticize um uh, the superdome in New orleans but the st- the atmosphere that place generates when it's when it's loud la- when it's loud is insane. Um, I thought it was great um, yeah I loved it I love superdome um yeah it's not, it's not my favorite
0: it's not one I've really hated. The not only because it rained all game and I had no shelter, but the actual Stadium wasn't too bad. And also, it's like such a high bar that, you know, this stage is actually a nice stage, but it's just, I think, compared to all the rest, it's just, you know, it doesn't look as good. But um, yeah, I thought it was really good. And I was full of, full of um, Eagles fans. It was when I was before, I, and those who saw my Twitter and will be on our vlog, I did get moved up to the suite in the fourth quarter. But even when I was in the first three quarters, you know, it was great seats, but I was in amongst Eagles fans. I didn't see one Commanders fan Anywhere near my my section, uh, and I think because it's so close to Philly, and actually, I didn't. It's actually stadiums, it's actually not in DC. It's actually, I believe, in Virginia. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it is. That's right. Well, you're in that sort of Maryland, Virginia kind of yeah. DC area. But this is this is the other thing. I judge a stadium is can I walk to it from the from the downtown? Like I went to Baltimore. It was great because I could just walk from downtown. Everyone said, "Oh, Baltimore is really dangerous." I thought it's fine. Um, certainly the areas that I saw, and I like the fact that I could just walk to the stadium. Um, Buffalo is miles away, right? It's a 30, 30 45, forty five five minute car ride if there's no traffic, which is a real pain in the backside. And there's no public transport there. But occasional buses which take an hour, so you, you've got to drive or you got to Uber. Um, you know, Levi's isn't. Within the same district as, <laughs> as as San Francisco, in fact, they call themselves the forty the San Francisco 49ers as a joke. It's, it's, it's nowhere near San Francisco. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, it's uh, it's just bizarre. So I mean, then one of the reasons I'm not keen on LA is like it's LA is a big sprawling city, and you're not you're in Inglewood, you know, in the middle of a sort of industrial. Re- reworking zone. It's just um it's not easy to get to, you know. And as things as fans, this is stuff we care about. Is how can I actually get to the stadium easily, and can I get away from the stadium easily, and um can I go, you know, tailgating and drinking and this kind of stuff, you know? So I know I, I think I think as Brits we probably judge these things a little differently than Americans do. But yeah, the people that get excited about how nice concessions are, then they're, they're not our people. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe not. I mean, I. I, I do love how stadium looks, but as you say, I think it's all about you're there to watch the game. But right. I, I'm a sucker for a um, bit of history, like a Lambeau Field or Soldier Field. I'm a sucker for that kind of stadium. But um... well,
1: let me ask you a question: What, how,
0: what do you think of the Spurs Stadium? Because that's you're... obviously a new one. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't mean... like I
0: didn't like SoFi because that felt too commercialized. The SoFi, mm. I don't know whether you thought the same thing. I thought it was um, very, it's very, very corporate. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what felt very corporate and. There wasn't much atmosphere there i didn't feel like you had that good of a football experience now I've got to shout out tyler i do apologize to him because he did get me free tickets and all that and i had a great time with him but um you know i wouldn't say
1: it's it, it looks crazy. incredible yeah I mean, it looks amazing but um i didn't see a game there i just did a tour but I, I, the one i really dislike is is levi's because that's super corporate you know you've got this big wall of 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 executive boxes on one side which kills the atmosphere um so yeah, I, I'm I'm like you. I like the big balls. I like somewhere that great a good atmosphere.
0: Exactly. Um well that is the end of the podcast for today, our week eight review. First of all, thank you Charlie for coming on. You're very welcome. No problem at all. More will see you guys, hopefully for a week nine preview with one of our Chiefs fans. We'll see you guys then.